past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all it's stealing. Are you desperate for some healing? Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way when there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and His grace is free. And the good news is I know that He can do for you what He's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah. 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 Tears, broken dreams and wasted years Tell the past to disappear Oh, let me tell you about my Jesus And all the wrong turns that you would Go and undo if you could Who can work it all for your good Let me tell you about my Jesus He makes a way when there ain't no way Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen, amen, amen. Who would take my cross to Calvary, pay the price for all my guilty? Who would care that much about me? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Whoa, he makes a way when there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Good morning. It's good to see everybody uh, at the worship the Lord today. And it's uh, uh, just want to uh, welcome everybody watching online. Hope that, uh, that you uh, receive a blessing today as we worship the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we just pray and thank you, God, for this opportunity to be here today. We thank you for each one that is here. God, we miss those that are not. Lord, we pray for them. We pray, God, for everyone watching online. God, that you would just strengthen them, that you would encourage them. 
God, we pray for Brother Darrell as he delivers your word today. God, just bless him in a very special way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Who am I that the highest king would welcome? I was lost, but he brought me his love for me. Oh, his love for me. The sun sets free, oh, it's free indeed. I'm a child.
trumpet sound. Oh, may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone. Father, stand before the If you have your Bible, Hebrews chapter 12, we got through the heroes of faith. Uh, took a little while, Hebrews chapter 11, we move on to Hebrews 12. And that's, I really, there probably shouldn't be a break there. Uh, the first word in Hebrews 12, 1 is, therefore, so, because of all the, the heroes of the faith that we talked about in Hebrews chapter 11, we go right on into Hebrews 12, just carrying on that same thought. So we're surrounded by so great a cloud, a cloud of witnesses. Actually, Matt, go back. I, I, I know. Uh, I, I wanted to explain that a little bit. That's looking through. This is the, uh, sometimes we call this the title screen. You're looking through the scope of a rifle. That's what that is, if you didn't know that. And it brings uh, into focus, you know, part of the picture, everything around the scope you see it, you're aware of it, but it's not as focused in as the what's in the scope. So there, therefore, the title, aware but focused. So we want, we have no choice but to be aware of what, everything going on around us, but we're going to focus in, verse 2 will bring it home to us, we'll focus in on Jesus. Okay, the text, Hebrews 12, 1 through 4, and there's no way I'm going to cover it all today. I'm going to pick and choose. In fact, I'm not going to go in order. We're going to concentrate mainly on verse 2, about focusing on Jesus, and then next week, Lord willing, I'm going to take that kind of the other side of the coin. I'm going to take one aspect of it this morning, but there's so much more in Hebrews 12, 1 through 4 that we'll cover in the, the weeks to come. But this morning we'll concentrate mainly on verse 2, looking to Jesus, focusing on him. So here we go. Therefore, and like I said, you could put the word so 
because of everything that was said in chapter 11 about the heroes, those saints of old. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, since we've got all these people that the writer talked about in Hebrews, Hebrews 11 using them as great examples of faith. So since we're thinking about them, since we're talking about them, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which uh, so easily ensnares us. And I'm not going to deal with that this morning. It's going to be a couple weeks. But there's two things, the weight and the sin. They're not the same thing. Let us lay aside the weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance or patience. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Each of us, will deal with this a little bit later on, each of us has its own race. Paul put it this way, I finished my course. If you run track and everybody's got their own lane, that's exactly what Paul meant. I finished my course, the race that God set for me. I stayed in my own lane. I didn't get over into yours. Your lane is different than mine. So let us run the race set before us individually. Let us run our, our own race. Let us not quit. Let's run with, with endurance, setting aside the weight and the sin. But here we go. We're going to focus in. It's like looking through, the, looking through a rifle scope. Looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. But look at that word, looking. Looking unto Jesus. If you have an NIV, I think your NIV says, uh, fixing your eyes on. That word, looking, is the only time. There are four different Greek words for look. And this particular Greek word used in Hebrews 12 too, is the only time in all of scripture that it's used. The only time. So in that word, there's different ways to say it. Fixing your eyes is a pretty good way to say it. Fixing your eyes on, to focus in on, literally means to look attentively at. G. Campbell Morgan, when he wrote his commentary on the scripture, now he's not a Bible translator, but he gave his, uh, he gave his opinion. He, he said, uh, he said I, in every translation I've ever read on Hebrews 12.2, I've never seen it said the way he says it ought to be said. He said in the, in the English, a real good way to put it is to stare, to stare at something, to be fixed, have your eyes fixed on it, to stare at it. And when you're staring at something, whatever it is, you know that you can see other things in the room, but you're staring at that one thing. And there isn't a translation that uses it, but that's a real good thought, to stare at. And the, the, the writer says to fix your eyes on, to look intentively, attentively, intentively, and attentively at it, to stare at Jesus to focus in on him. The author and the finisher, getting back to the text of our faith, who for the joy that was set 
before him. Now, next week, Lord, Lord willing, I'll deal more with the last of two, three, and four. But this morning, I just want to come back and focus on f- focusing on Jesus. The author finisher of our faith who, uh, w- f- uh, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. And that's what this all is about, running the race. Don't quit. Don't be, dis- don't be discouraged. Focus on him. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin. We'll deal with that next week. But that verse 4 I can't tell you how much one time that verse right there meant to me. Uh, we'll deal with that in a week. Looking unto Jesus. If you have your, your announcements, there's an outline of this on the back side of those if you like to use that. Aware but f- focused. Okay. So he tells us to fix our eyes on Jesus, look at him, focus on him because... Why, why, would we, why would he even need to say that? Why, why even bring this up? Because they were, they, there's a tendency, all of us will have it, to focus on other things. To, uh, instead of the, we're seeing, uh, it's easy to see the big room and not focus on the smaller thing, the, the thing that we should, that we should be fo- focusing on. It's so easy to be aware of everything going on around us and focusing on all those things, trying to, looking at them too much. So the writer said, now in this race, you're in your own lane, your, your course, your lane, focus on that lane, not what everybody else is doing, okay? Uh, not what everybody else thinks. And this morning, I want to deal primarily with that, the everybody else, the everybody else. I know you're aware of everybody else, the people in your life, the people you have to deal with, work with, go to school with, in your own home with. Obviously, you're aware of all that. But I'll be like, I'll be the pastor this morning that's like the pastor a couple thousand years ago. But focus on Jesus. But focus on him. The next screen. The problem is, instead of just aware of what's going on around us, we're focusing on that. Hey, we've got to be aware of what's going on around us. We've got to be aware of who is going on around us. We've we got to be aware of, of people in our life, help them, take from them, give to them, you know, just, just a relationship. We've got to have a healthy, healthy relationship with those around us. But the problem is, instead of just aware of what's going on and where we are in the mix, we're focusing on that. The reason I picked this out, you know, I could have went, took verse 1 and dealt with that. and went, But the reason I'm dealing with this this morning, because this message, probably more than a lot, is for me. And I dealt, as soon as I read it, and as soon as I was looking at it, and with all the stuff that I went through last, last week, this message, I, I need to hear this. I'm very aware of what's going on around me. I, I realize what's going on in people's lives. And, but it's easy for me to focus on that and get discouraged in my race. 
So instead of just, I, I, I want to be aware. But I need to, this morning, I came to church needing to focus on Jesus. Not everything else. I'm aware of everything else. I haven't given up on everything else. I'm not turning my back on everything else. But changing my focus. Because I can do that. So I'm focusing on him. The next screen. The discipline of not allowing the ungodliness and the unfaithfulness of others to discourage us. Me and you, I'm going to start with me first because this message is, is, is for me. Me and you allow what's going on in other people's lives, the ungodliness, the unfaithfulness, and however long the list could be, we're guilty of allowing what's going on in other people's lives, what they think, what they say, what they think about us, what they're doing, their lifestyle, just on, I mean, just whatever the list is, just on and on and on. We're allowing whatever's going on in other people's lives to get to us, to get to us. I tell people all the time, I have got the most, uh, the most secure job. I have got job, job security to no end because my job is to deal with people who are messing up their lives. Well, I've got that forever. I mean, there's no end to it. But the problem with me is I let it get to me. And I let uh, what's going on with you get to me. I'm aware and I want to be aware. I want to I, I, I be involved. I want to help. But it gets to me. What's the answer? I, I want to be aware, but focus. Change my focus. The discipline of not allowing the ungodliness and the unfaithfulness of others to discourage us. So I'm going to put my eyes on Jesus, not you. I'm going to focus on Jesus, not you, or whoever, or whoever, or whoever, whoever's on that list, but focusing on Jesus instead of that. Now, I use the word discipline because it is. You got to make yourself do it. Okay, this is one of the, this is one of those messages that I hope that maybe in in weeks to come you'll remember it and you'll come back to it. Because uh, when I'm allowing other people and their problems and their opinions and their ungodliness and their unfaithfulness, when I, when I start allowing them to get to me, that sends up a red flag. Whoa, 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 I got to stop that. I got to stop that. Now, if you think it's going to stop automatically just because you said I got to stop that, it's not going to work like that. And if you think, now, now listen closely don't use this against me. But if you think just praying about it's going to do it, it isn't. I promise you. Okay? I've tried that. If you think God's going to do it for you, that's what I want to, want to say. If you think praying about it and God's going to take it away from me, and God's, if you think that God's going to change everybody in your life because you're praying about it and because they are, dis, they are discouraging you, and so God, I, I, I want you to change everybody in my life so I'm not, I'm not discouraged. Does anybody in the room think that's going to work? It's not fair if it works for you because it doesn't work for me. 
So even just praying about it in and of itself does not work by itself. It's a discipline. I have a choice to make. Discipline involves choice. When I realize, as I did last week, that I'm allowing people in my life to discourage me, to get me down, to make me want to quit the race, that's a red flag. Whoa, whoa, whoa. i I, I got to stop that. I have got to stop that. I, I gotta, I've got to change my focus. Then I pray, God, help me change my focus. Help me change my focus. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Well, how to. We're gonna get, we're, we will get to that. But it's a discipline. So it's not just a one-time prayer and everything's fine. It's not a one-time prayer and God takes away all your discouragements. Man, I wish life was like that, but I just know it's not. It's a, it's a disciplined life. Now, there's that. I wasn't going to deal with this, but I want to move on to the next one. And I was thinking about Ephesians chapter 6, 12. We're not going to put that on the screen right, right now. But uh, I'm, I'm going to add this part before we get to the, to the end. The next screen says, uh, the problem is, uh, not, that's been, that, the, the next screen says, this race isn't against each other. We each have our own course. See, we're not racing each other. And I, I need you to get that. We're not racing each other. Everybody around you is not the problem. You're not racing them. We're not racing each other. Sometimes, the next screen, we are the problem. Instead of just aware of ourselves, we're focusing on ourselves. It's tough to admit sometimes people in your life are not really the problem. You are. Nobody in the room wants to hear that. Nobody in the room wants to admit that. See, it's always, you know, if my wife would change, and I know what Kathy thinks. If Tony would change, everything, I, I kind of agree with her, but, but it isn't going to happen like that. If my wife would change, everything would be great. No, something else will take its place. It always does. If my husband, I'm always going to pick on wives, if my husband would change, then everything would be great. No, it won't be. Because something else will take its place. I don't, know if, I don't know if this shocks you. In the past, not now, in the past, we have had problem people at our church. Not now. None of you are. But we have had problem people at our church. And when they left, I thought, man, everything's going to be smooth now. No, it's not. Why? Somebody else is going to take their place. And then when they leave, somebody else is going to take their place. And on and on. Sometimes it's not everybody else. Sometimes it's me. And I've got to change my focus, get my eyes off of me. Woe is me. How discouraging everybody's being to me. And put my eyes on Jesus. The next... Uh, it is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. I had never till this last week looked at this verse in this way. We've used this a lot. This is the, Ephesians 6 is that chapter where Paul's using the, uh, uh, the warfare and putting, putting on the armor of God. That's what I want to say, putting on the, arm, the armor of God. But this one verse, 
For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. What's that mean? We're not fighting with each other. Okay, that's what that means. What's, we're not fighting with each other. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in, in heavenly places. The devil's our enemy, not each other. Okay, the devil is our enemy. But we feel like sometimes that it's coming out through each other, and I agree with that. But flesh and blood is not our enemy. Satan is. We're not fighting with each other. But you, all, but you know who else is flesh and blood. When I'm thinking about that verse, see, I've always associated that it's other people. But I'm flesh and blood too. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So sometimes what I've really been wrestling with that I need to stop is me, not you. I, I already knew it wasn't you. But I've never associated that verse before with me. But we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. My battle is not with myself, but I've made it that. There's nobody in the room. Some of you can associate with this. There's nobody in the room more critical of me than who? Me. There's nobody in the room that's harder on me than who? Me. Some of you can identify. There's nobody really that you have to wrestle with more than who? Yourself. Okay? When other people are around us and in our world, school, work, home, church, and they're trying to discourage us, you're very aware of that. Their lifestyle, their, their attitude, focus on Jesus. When you are so hard on yourself, you're wrestling against yourself. I get that very well. That's a red flag. Focus on Jesus, okay? Let's put the last screen up. I'm very aware of what's going on around me and in me. Here's that word. So I stare at Jesus. How do you do that? Here's the how-to. This is really subjective. You're not going to read a 10-point how-to book on this. How do I do that? Take, I'm aware, all the discouragement around me. I'm aware of all the discouragement in me. Okay, I know that. Now I want to refocus. It's a discipline. You pray about it, but you've got to choose it. You've got to choose this. That I am day by day, I'm going to change my world. I'm going to change how I look at it by staring at Jesus. So instead of staring at you, Worrying about you, concentrating, focusing on you, I'm going to focus on him. So instead of staring at me, oh, woe is me, I'm going to focus on him. It could, I'm going to just give you some things. It could be simply, I've got to get into his word. This is him speaking to you. I've got to get into his word, and I've got to let that word get into me, into me, into my heart, in, in, into my soul. I've got to, con I've got to be 
concentrating to focus, to look at, to stare at him, one of the ways is to get into his word and let that get into your heart and into your soul. Read it a lot, read it fast, and read it slow. Read it fast means read, read it a lot. Read it slow is in maybe just take one verse and go over that verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him will have eternal life. And you take that verse and you go over there. For God so loved the world, that's me. For God loved us, the word so, God so loved, what's that mean? More. More. See, there's, that's, there, that's an amount. <clears throat> God so, he doesn't just love. He so loved. God so loved the world that he gave his son to die for you. And I know he did that for everybody around you, but you're focusing on him. What I'm saying is sometimes it's just taking one verse and going over that verse and letting that verse stay with you the whole day. I'm going to go back. You've heard me do this so often, but by the time I'm, I'm done, it, this will make a lot of sense to you. It's the lady had a long conversation about this. She said, if I do what you're telling me to do, I have to think about Jesus all the time. That's what I'm trying to get you to do. I have to think about Jesus all the time. That's it. And part of, the, part of what will help you is being in his word and letting that work going over that. You know John 3.16 by, by heart. Okay, go over it again. And again, and again, go over John 1, 1, 12, again, and again, and just pick out some, pick out some scripture and go over it again and let that, and let that go over in your mind all day long while you do everything else, while you take care of all the other business of the day. You can, mem you, you can memorize Colossians 1, 1, 16 and go over it again and again and again. John 5.12, go over it again and again and again. To uh, one of the best uh, compliments I think I can give our praise band is that uh, when they, sometimes when they'll sing a certain song, the next week, I can't get that song out of my head. And I'm, I can't sing a lick but in my head, I'm singing that song all week long. We sang, there was Jesus last week, last Sunday. I have not been able to get that song out of my head. Good. Good. And so it might be the scripture, and it might be just a good Christian song. And you take that song and you repeat that song over and over again. You're focusing on Jesus. There was Jesus. I couldn't get that song out of my head, so everywhere I went, <clears throat> there was Jesus. And everybody I met by chance. And it was amazing. If you'll pay attention to this, you don't think that you meet strangers that much. I want you to start paying attention to how many strangers you actually cross paths with. It's much more than you think it is.
because you think you're on, you're in your your own little shell and you don't really talk to that many pe- people. But just just I mean everybody that you pass by, they just say a word to people that call on the on the on the phone, whatever. But it's amazing how many people, how many strangers you actually do encounter, and then the situations that you encounter them in. And I couldn't get that song out of my head all week. There was, there was Jesus. There was Jesus. That opportunity that I had, that person that called me or that person that knocked on the door or the person I just ran into, and we say by chance, but it wasn't by chance. And so I'm aware of all that. I'm aware of all the people that I'm running into, but I'm focusing on Jesus because I can't get that song out of my head. There was Jesus. And thinking about the scriptures. And then, of course, praying. Now, this is one that I've shared quite a few times with people individually. I don't think I've ever done this in public. It sounds so simple. And so the first time I shared it with someone in private, it's so simple that I thought it's too simple. Almost childish. Almost childlike. But that person took it, and they started doing it, and they said, it's amazing how well that works. It's not a gimmick. It's not a trick. It's a discipline. It is simply this, saying the name Jesus again and again and again. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, in those times where I really need to do that. Now, I might say it under my breath if I'm in a, if I'm in a crowd or whatever. I'm doing this in, in my head, Jesus, Jesus, just saying the name. If I'm by myself and I'm going through one of those times where people and things and and the circumstances of life are really getting to me, and I need to focus, I'll say out loud, so the devil can hear it. Because if you're not saying out loud, the devil can't hear it. So I would say out loud, like I'm doing now, Jesus, Jesus. How long you do that till till I don't need to, okay? I do it until I don't need to. If you see me at a funeral and I'm up on stage waiting for the funeral to start, I guarantee you, you know what I'm doing. What's he doing up there? Jesus. 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 That seems so simple, but I found in the individuals that I've talked to, Amazingly, I had no idea it would help them as much as it does. They said, you know what, that really helped. Now, it seems like a trick. It's not a trick. It's not a gimmick. It's a discipline. You're changing your focus. It's amazing. You do something like that, how the focus will shift. It will shift. Now, I might have to do it a while. That's okay. I've got the rest of my life, and I'm going to do that. But it's a discipline to get into his word. It's a discipline to take anything that I hear that's good, 
a good, a good song and let that song play over in my head. I'm refocusing. I'm uh, disciplining. And then the name Jesus. Out loud, if you can, over and over again. I'd like for you to stand. We're going to pray. Grady's going to come and sing for us, help us in our invitation time. While he's getting ready, I'm going to ask you to bow your head with me, please. I don't know what kind of weeks you have. I have some pretty tough ones. I think some of you do, do too. And some of those uh, weeks and those days get us down. It's like the race really gets tough sometimes and discouraging. And there are some people in, in our life, there is, there's nowhere around it, they are discouraging. They are discouraging. But they're, there they are. And we have uh, weeks and days where we need to refocus. And uh, I believe that there are some in the congregation this morning. That's exactly what you need to do. Not only you need to do it, I think the Holy Spirit's calling you to do it. I think the Holy Spirit's speaking to you right now. He's calling you. He's drawing you. Come. Come. Jesus said it this way. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. Some of you may need to come this morning and say, well, uh, if you don't know what to pray, I've, gave, I've given you a real good hint. You may just need to pray, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I really need you this morning. I really need to turn my focus onto you. If you need to come and pray while Grady sings this song, we invite you to come and pray. Come. In the morning when I rise In the morning when I rise In the morning when I rise Give me Jesus Give me Jesus And when I am alone, yes, when I am alone, yes, when I am alone, 
Can have. 